0: Hi, I'm Rajiv.
1: Hi, I'm Venkat.
0: And this is Dharmology. Namaste, Venkat.
1: Namaste, Rajiv.
0: I'm looking at some numbers just in the last 50-70 years from the Indian subcontinent region and want to quickly share those with you and see what you have to think about those. In 1970, 1971, there were about close to 200,000 Hindus and Sikhs in Afghanistan. Today, there are less than 200 left, and even they are being killed and and persecuted. In 1947, what is modern-day Bangladesh had about 30% Hindus, whereas in 1991, they were less than 9% or 8%. Basically, 20 million Hindus went missing in Bangladesh. In 1947, close to 15% of the population in Pakistan was Hindu. Today, it is close to 2% or maybe 1% left. Historically speaking, Hindus have left as far out as Borneo and Indonesia, Malaysia, what is modern-day Afghanistan, Pakistan, obviously, but even in parts of um, other countries like um, Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan. And, And that is primarily due to the silk route trade and the spice route trade. The point, though, is that if you look at where Hindus lived and where they are right now, the numbers in which they have vanished in such a short span of time, is there a genocide happening that we do not know? A genocide of Hindus?
1: There has definitely been um, a genocide and ethnic cleansing of Hindus. So if you look at the, um, you know, we can we can look at the recent time period, post-independence, and then we can look at the history, uh, historical stack pattern as well. In the recent period, um, if you look at the country of Bangladesh, for instance, um, you know, at the time, as you noted, at the time, um, just after independence, there was about 22% Hindu population in Bangladesh, which was then part of Pakistan, but, you know, it was called East Pakistan. Today, or not today, but in 2011, there were only 8%. And we have well-documented evidence, and and Richard Benkin. Uh, a well-known human rights activist and journalist, has noted this information in his book called The Quiet Case of Ethnic Cleansing, where where he's noted that in Bangladesh, during the War of Independence in 1971, 2.4 million Hindus were brutally killed by the Pakistani army and allied militia. And he's also noted continuous ethnic cleansing of Hindus that has been ongoing since that time. And there are periodic riots where Hindus are killed, their homes are burned, um, and they're intimidated and, and forced to flee. So basically, the only way you can um, explain the population decline in Bangladesh from 1951 to 2011, and perhaps it's even lower now, is through genocide and, you know, people leaving Bangladesh and coming to India and seeking refuge in India. And and Bangladesh is just one example. This has also happened in Afghanistan, as you explained. I think there were 200,000 Hindus, and now you can probably count the number of Hindus or Sikhs on one hand uh, that are left in Afghanistan. And um, there are no Hindus left in any of the West Asian countries, the other West Asian countries that you referenced. And, um, you know, again, within India as as well, you can see in Kashmir, at one time, the population of Kashmir was 100% made up, up of Hindus and people of other Indic faiths, like Buddhists. And um, I think, you know, today it's, it's very, very small. It's less than one, 1%. Uh, actually, I think it was 5% at, in the 1901 census. And I think today in the Kashmir Valley, it's less than 1%. So where you know how can you explain the population or the demographic shift from a hundred percent of the population to less than one percent? There has to have been significant genocide or um, you know planned um, killing of Hindus and people of Indic faith in Kashmir and in other parts of South Asia.
0: Earlier in talking about what's been going on historically with Hindus, you used two terms and uh, I want to understand them a little better. You used the term ethnic cleansing and you've used the word genocide. Do you see a distinction between the two?
1: Yes. So genocide is basically deliberate killing of a large group of people who belong to a particular ethnic group or religion. Ethnic cleansing doesn't necessarily have to be killing. You could use tactics such as intimidation and violence that stop short of killing to get people to leave a, a place. And so that's the distinction that I note. And And in the case of Hindus, have transpired. There's mm. been ethnic cleansing as well as genocide.
0: Mm. So uh, just to uh, enrich that distinction with examples, if Hindus are made to wear, for example, um, as Hindus and Sikhs who are made to do in Afghanistan, a band on their, um, on their arms, identifying them as minorities, or if Hindus and other non-Islamic minorities were subjected to attacks, for example, under Islamic uh, reigns. Is that more of an example of ethnic cleansing?
1: Yes, that would be an example of ethnic cleansing. Another example would be to um, create or implement laws that explicitly discriminates against a certain group, like Hindus in this case, and that that would, you know, force them to leave the country because those laws are unjust or explicitly discriminatory.
0: Got it. So uh, while an outright genocide may not be happening with Hindus today, for example, in countries like Pakistan, uh, but with discriminatory laws Around, let's say, places of worship or marriages or land ownership and inheritance or many other aspects um, of daily life, perhaps there is, not perhaps, um, I speculate with the definition that you just put forward, that there is active ethnic cleansing going on um, in countries such as Malaysia, where temples are destroyed almost every week. Um, and in countries like Pakistan, where Hindus are discriminated against both uh, legally as well as uh, with intimidation such as abduction of girls and forceful conversion through rapes and whatnot. Am I on the right track here?
1: Yes, most definitely. I mean, um, one of the tactics of ethnic cleansing is to target women. So kidnapping and rape and forced conversion is almost a daily event in a country like Pakistan. And and you see news articles frequently about referencing kidnapping, rape, and forced conversion of Hindu girls as well as Sikh girls or any non-Muslim girls. And So that is very prevalent in Pakistan.
0: And now with that, I want to get back to the definition of genocide that you shared. So with that distinction, are you suggesting that in addition to ethnic cleansing, there was actual murder and killings, or rather a genocide of Hindus that has historically taken place in the Indian subcontinent itself?
1: yes definitely there has been a genocide and and uh, you know a genocide of a very large scale because um you know and it it began when the islamic uh invasion of india started dr conrad Eltz has written an article titled was there an islamic genocide of hindus and in that article You know, he notes that although there are no official estimates of the number of Hindus killed by the Islamic invaders of South Asia, the number would easily exceed the 6 million Jews killed in the Holocaust. And this view and this sentiment is echoed by Will Durant, who's a famous American historian, and in his book, The Story of Civilization, Our Oriental Heritage— He refers to Muslim invasion of India as the bloodiest story in history, and he specifically highlights the fact that Islamic historians have proudly and gleefully documented the slaughter of Hindus, their forced conversion, and the abduction of their women and children for sale in slave markets. So most definitely, I mean, there's well-documented evidence of genocide of Hindus, you know, during the Islamic invasion and um, conquest of India and and occupation of India, if you will call it that. Mm.
0: I want to focus a bit more on the occupation part of the history as well. post Temur Lung uh, or Temur the Lame, or Temur Lane, whatever you chose to choose to call him, post the Tughlaqs, um, uh, post invasion of Somnath Temple, and more so, perhaps on the part of Islamic rule in India, which is considered by ma- many as the uh, the the Islamic invaders who went native and who stayed back in India. So that could be the uh, the Tughlaqs. That could be the uh, the Mughals. Uh, that could be um, any other um, Afghan rulers who ruled parts of India until they were uprooted either by the Marathas or by the Rajputs or by uh, by by Jats. Is there a history of genocide of Hindus in India at the hands of? not just invaders, but invaders who then continued to uh, rule in India and established uh, their own empires uh, in India?
1: Yes, so your question is, you know, those who colonized India, the Islamist invaders who colonized India, did they carry out genocide? And the answer is most definitely yes. Um, You know, I think the, um, that has happened in Kashmir, um, and I think the in um, Kashmir there's actually a place called um, it, it's called Bata Bata Mazar, which which essentially translates in English into graveyard of the pundits and. There is an um, excellent book written by Walter Lawrence, and it's titled The Valley of Kashmir, where he describes how the brutal Afghani ruler, Assad Khan, used to torture the Hindus of Kashmir. So he notes how they were tied in grass sacks and dropped in the dull lake with pictures of excrement placed on their head. And he, he explained that as the Hindu victim was drowning, you know, Muslim spectators would entertain themselves by throwing rocks at the pitcher of excrement. And um, so that the person who's drowning, the poor Hindu, would be blinded as as he drowned, uh, blinded by the excrement. So, you know, the, the, they had this practice of, of basically... Um, killing Hindus, and obviously you can combine that with the fact that, you know, the population of Hindus in Kashmir was 100% at one time, Hindus and people of Indic faiths, and today it's it's almost non-existent in the Kashmir Valley. You know, if you put those two together, um, there's clear evidence of both genocide and ethnic cleansing.
0: If I go a bit further down uh, the length of India to maybe places like Kurg and Malabar, I've read accounts of genocide of Hindus at the hand of or at the hands of Tipu Sultan. Is there any credibility to this part of the history?
1: Yes, I think um, Tipu Sultan is known for killing many Brahmins in the southern part of India. And um, most definitely, many Hindus were killed by Tipu Sultan. He was uh, a brutal ruler.
0: The numbers I have heard about uh, Tipu's genocides of Hindus um, are as high as Fifty to seventy thousand Hindus. Um, does that? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it could very well be at that level. I, 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 um, I don't know the exact numbers, but definitely. I mean, there. Are, I have read um, descriptions of the brutality of his rule. Um, but I don't remember the, the data offhand. But, you know, that number is very realistic.
0: Mm. Now, Venkat, uh, so again, I want to go back a bit in time and, and draw a distinction between ethnic cleansing and genocide. And I think I heard you say that the numbers of Hindu genocide um, are are bigger and higher than the six million um Jews of uh, in in Holocaust. I, again, I just want to make sure is is that what I heard you say?
1: That is correct. Yeah. What what I said exactly was that you know there the, although it hasn't been officially documented, um, based on the change in demographics and the period of Islamic conquest occupation or colonization of India, the, the numbers, number of Hindus killed could easily exceed 6 million Jews. And, you know, there there are many examples or, or um, clues that point to this, right? Uh, you, do, you do have the Hindu Kush um, mountain range in Afghanistan, which is basically, literally translates to kill the Hindus. And um, I had also earlier mentioned the place near Dal Lake in Kashmir that basically um, translates into the graveyard of the pundits. So all these things and demographic data clearly give you an indication that there was a massive genocide of Hindus.
0: So um, so Venkat, Uh, The genocide of Hindus has happened. Numbers are certainly quite high. We're not talking about a distinction between are they 10,000 or 12,000. We're we're rather talking in in numbers that are in millions. We're not talking about history that was 2,000 or 1,000 years ago. We are talking of history as late as 1970, 1972, or even 1990. The genocide of Hindus is quite real, and yet... I don't find academia or media making any noise about it. Uh, Rather, I find people engaged uh, in asserting that there is a genocide of non-Hindus happening in India and other parts of the world. What do you think of that?
1: Yeah, I I view that as very um, dishonest. Because you know, people are talking about a mythical genocide. Um, in fact, I, uh, I knew of some events where they were talking about potential genocide of Muslims in India, and with no documented evidence or, or any indication of such an event transpiring. While they're missing the fact that the genocide and ethnic cleansing of Hindus has happened, and there's hard data to show it, and continues to happen even today, on a daily basis. You can see newspaper articles about some temple destroyed in Bangladesh or Pakistan, or some women kid, you know, Hindu uh, girl or, or um, kidnapped and forcibly converted. You know, th- this is a daily occurrence. Pretty much, you know, you can look up uh, any newspaper on a daily basis and try to find um, a reference to a story like that. Instead of paying any attention to that, they um, are focused on discussing or having discussions about a hypothetical genocide, which has no basis in reality, um, and that uh, you know they're doing that for purely political reasons.
0: Hmm. Why does it matter for us to revisit this dark history—the geno- the history of Hindu genocide? Uh, wh- how does it matter? Why should that stay alive in our in our minds? And how does that? Why is that relevant at all?
1: It's it's very relevant to know and understand history, so that we don't let it repeat and um, many people today um, because you know in in, in India the history books have been whitewashed so there's no reference to the tremendous suffering and um, brutality faced by the Hindus during the Islamic conquest and colonization of India Mm -hmm. and um, this information needs to come out and even if you look in the academia when you read, um, you know, just papers by academics, they try to whitewash the, um, the actions uh, of the Islamic, uh, you know, the, the events that took place during the Islamic conquest and, and occupation of India. Mm-hmm. And they, they, don't, they do not provide um, the actual facts you know, uh, and, and describe the events as they occurred. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I'll give you an example. So the, there's actually a very good academic. I think he's at the University of Wisconsin. His name is Andre Wink. Mm-hmm. And he's written, um, you know, a two-volume set of books called All hind The Making of Indo-Islamic World. And in that book, he notes that Muslim invaders were well-acquainted with the geographic location of Hindu sacred spaces, and they calibrated their attacks to destroy and deface these places of worship and plunder their treasures. And, you know, he, he's, he, he's, his book is a must-reading if we want to understand the brutality of the Islamic conquest and colonization of India. He's um, given an accurate rendering of the history.
0: I can't help, as I hear you talk about genocide, how somebody who knows even a bit of the history as you describe it um, can therefore not get worried about how if we do not address these topics of genocide, how if we do not acknowledge that bit of history how we are setting our, ourselves for a rep- repetition of history as you said it and then extrapolating that uh, i also wonder if that uh, lack of acknowledgement of the history and an acceptance of it is probably also contributing to uh, what is loosely translated to be the ideology of Hindutva what do you think about that
1: I, I agree with your assessment I, I definitely think that those who are aware of the history and have um, read up on the history and, and acquainted themselves with the um, the brutal, um, environment and um, brutal environment that Hindus endured during the Islamic occupation and colonization, they, they are very, um, you know, they, they, they want to ensure that that doesn't happen again in, in India. Now it can it, it it won't happen in the same way, but it could happen in many different ways. Um, they they want to make sure that the rights of Hindus are not um, um, compromised in any way. And and in the Indian state today, the majority community does not have um, does not have the same rights. Um, as they should in, in a, a, a free and democratic country. So that's you know that that's what the Hindutva movement is all about—to ensure that the that Hindus are not put in that position again, that that their history is properly reflected, and that their rights um, are are defended and and, and um, um, protected. That that's what the the Hindutva movement is all about. It's basically a reaction to this um, hegemony that that they've been uh, enduring at the hands of others, Islamic invaders, as well as the leftists that have governed India for, you know, the vast majority of the period subsequent to uh, independence. Mm.
0: And as I listen to your... Um, numbers, as I listen to your opinion in general, um, I ca- I cannot help but also think that without or until and unless we accept this ugly genocidal history of Hindus at the hen- hands of invaders, both from outside and then those who subsequently colonized India, um, we will never be in a position to hold um, people uh, or or government, rather, accountable for corrective actions. There are complexities to history, such as the genocide of Hindus in India, in, in Indian subcontinent, that also explain why certain political actions are being taken in parts of the country of India, such as Kashmir, uh, why constitution has been amended. And uh, I think for anybody who takes on the cause of persecution of people or human rights of of minorities in India uh, as they assert, Um, I think they cannot have that stance in vacuum without also doing the due diligence of where the roots of the demographic shift or the borders being drawn or kingdoms being uh, invaded or states rather being invaded by neighboring countries. Where is that ideology rooted in? Where is that coming from? What is the agenda behind it? If then they want to take on the the cause of uh, bringing about peace and stability in the region, especially in in Kashmir, then any attempt to do that without acknowledging the genocide of Hindus in general, not just in that region, but around the larger Indian subcontinent, uh, will be, at least in my mind, perceived as disingenuous
1: yes I, I agree with your assessment and i think it's not just for i think it's not just for hindus um t- to understand and to acknowledge what happened but also the, the 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 muslims that live and are citizens of india they they too must you know acknowledge the history, and you know um, come come to grips of it, grips with it, so that there's a common understanding and there's sort of a reconciliation. I, I think it's important uh, to do that, and and I think many many um, you know qu- quite a few Islamic or mi- Muslim faith who are working in the human rights area have pointed this out. Like Tariq Fatah has mentioned this many times in his um, talks. Mm -hmm. He, he, He specifically mentions that the Muslims of India and Pakistan should recognize and acknowledge that the period of Islamic conquest of the Indian subcontinent was a brutal period and that many Hindus were killed, their temples were destroyed, they need to acknowledge that and stop, you know, glorifying these invaders or, or these brutal dictators Or not dictators. So these brutal invaders who, um, participated or orchestrated massive genocides. They, they, they should, they should acknowledge the history and, um, you know, not hold in high esteem any of these types of, um, past rulers.
0: Venkat, this has been a meaningful uh, conversation. It is giving me a lot of ideas that I think we should further look into. I can't help but think that we should build upon this body of conversation and then delve a little deeper into talking a little bit more about Hindutva and try and understand that uh, with this lens of history of of Hindu genocide in the Indian subcontinent. So that said, um, uh, Venkat, thank you for your time today, and uh, I hope to talk to you soon again.
1: Thank you. Look, looking forward to um, doing another podcast with you. Namaste. Namaste.